from the greatest professional gambler ever to a hack. Just kidding, head. All right, so let's go to hour number three. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. Coming up next segment, the head basketball coach at Oklahoma, Porter Mosier. Coming up later on this hour, Alvin's ionic week that was. And the ATP. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. I'm still looking for your reaction to the Chargers and the moves they made. Tom Pelissero on the X writes, quote, The Chargers are naming Giff Smith, interim head coach, and JoJo Wooden, interim GM. Smith is the outside linebackers coach, and now he's the interim head coach. All right, with that in mind, we've got a big head bet segment. We actually do this three times a week. We do it on Monday, we do it on Thursday, and we do it on Friday. Friday's the big one where we pick five games. First off, Head, let me get your reaction to your guy, Billy Walters. I know you love him. I have to think you love that conversation. What's your reaction to what you heard today? Loved it, man. Trying to piece everything together that he says. Um, There's a lot of inside gambling knowledge that a lot of people are not aware of, but a lot of people who are. So each time I hear him, I'm trying to piece stuff together, man. He only gives us, like, he gives us a little bit of a bite, right? He won't let us in completely, and why would he? Right, and his book expands upon it more, but there's still a little bit more that I need to know, but uh, good stuff for sure. Great stuff. All right, so let me start off by saying, aside from that, personally speaking, Head, Mm -hmm. I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is I didn't nail my Raiders pick last night. The bad news, I forgot to bet. I forgot to get down. What a kick in the stick. It is so hard to win. Billy would tell you that. When you have a winner and you forget to get down, I mean, bleep me. Do you ever do that? Yeah, kicking the Eastern stick, that is, right? Uh, of course I do that. It happens to us all. Um, you get busy and then you forget to do it. You want a different number, so you wait and then you forget and then bam. Thank you. They show up that big. I don't know if you win by like 60 points, but, you know, a win's yeah, a win. Yeah, a win's a win. And there would have been money, but I forgot. All right, so just commiserating. Why don't we do what we do? Let's get into it. Per usual, five Mm -hmm. games, ATS. Let's Let's start with the Chiefs at New England. The Chiefs have dropped back-to-back games. Their lead is down to only one game in the AFC. And the Pats did show some limited life playing last Mm -hmm. week. What is the number? What are you doing with that game? The Chiefs are eight-point favorites in uh, Foxborough here. Uh, Look, we all know it. The Chiefs that have didn't not, take long, did it? That did not take long Josh at all. Josh Allen, Jim. Josh, yes, we will talk about Josh Allen a couple times here, but the Chiefs have not been the same since Taylor Ono showed up. But I'm still taking the Chiefs and laying the eight points here. Right there. You don't want That's that it. Ono Nation on your ass, dude. I know. It's a joke, people. But she, uh, you know, she hasn't ruined anything. The rec- receivers have. They uh, could not catch before she showed up. Actually, they could catch before she showed up. So maybe she did ruin some stuff here. Anyways. Make up your mind, dude. Okay. I'm taking KC because of their defense anyways. It doesn't matter. Last week, they fell behind 14 to nothing against Buffalo early in the second. And from there forward, Spags out coach Joe Brady. They ended up holding Josh Allen's O to two field goals after that. And they Josh now get Allen. an offense that averages an NFL worst 13 points per game in Bob's Patriots. And after Kadarius happened last week, a team will either come together or fall apart and the last time I checked the Chiefs were coached by Andy Reid and not Brandon Staley let's hope that happens so let's go with Mahomes and the non-Yoko Ono Chiefs Chiefs Ah! might hate 
Boy, dude, how badly do you want to pile on your guy, Brandon Staley? You've been on him for so long. So long. They just need to go hire Jed Fish right now, and I'll be happy. Is that the answer? That's the answer, but nobody knows it. But, you know, they'll mess up. So. You, dude, you love that guy. I love him. His resume is impeccable. Jim, sell Hood, it, sell it, Spurrier. sell it, sell it, dude. You, this is the thing that separates you. You have these theories that, that I'm like, wait, really? And then they come to fruition. Why is Jed Fish the guy? His resume, it's incredible. Spurrier, Hood, Harbaugh, Sean McVay, and of course, Lobster Senior. He's um, you like my man Steve Arizona Smith. Is, is, is there a test coming after this? No, no, not a test. Gary okay. Kubiak. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. Got it. So let me ask you this. The Chiefs, Mm -hmm. I mean, they need to get their asses in gear, right? Mahomes, I thought, lost his mind and his composure for one of the only times in his entire career last week. I know he'll be locked as a result, but he still has that same set of receivers. And the Patriots can make things pretty challenging with their better-than-average defense. It's a fairly large number, Mm -hmm. and Kermit and the crew are not what they were. Screw it. Chiefs minus eight. Love that. Rams v. Commanders. The Rams are coming off a gut-wrenching loss in OT to the Ravens, but I still think they're playing their guts out. They're still alive for a playoff berth. The Commanders are clinically dead already. Virtually nothing to play. Well, their jobs, but virtually nothing to like about them. What is the number? What is the play here? The Rams are favored by six and a half. Few worries. They played in Baltimore last weekend, like you mentioned, in overtime. Not good. The ass commanders are coming off a bye. Not good. And the Rams have a Thursday game coming up where they could easily overlook a bad team here. But good coaches know these things, and that's why I'm rolling with Sean McVay's Rams and laying the points. Sorry, Sam Jackson. Sean's offense has been elite since Kyron Williams came back. Only San Francisco has averaged more yards per game. And only Dallas and Miami has averaged more points. That was points such a bad take by Sam. The worst great, take Great, great actor, bad take. Outed himself for being an idiot sports fan. Yes. <laughs> Continue. He thought that was funny, too. During that time, Matthew Stafford, a rating of 100 in each of those games, 12 touchdowns, one interception, and two of those uh, defenses they played against were elite in Cleveland and Baltimore. And now they get the Commanders, who rank 32nd in scoring, 32nd in yards per game, and 32nd in yards per pass. I know Sam Howell and the Commanders can chuck it around the yard, and the Rams lack pressure, but I think that 99 guy who that perverted coach in Jacksonville had no idea who he is can create enough pressure Rams, sorry, Sam Jackson, minus six and a half. Sorry, Herb the Perv. Herb. Sorry you didn't know who 99 was. Anyway, I like that Rams energy. And by the same token, I think the commanders are pretty much comatose. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to walk in that hospital room and rip that plug right out of the wall. They've lost four in a row. They've lost six of their last seven. They have not covered in their last three. Their O-line is porous as hell. Their Mm -hmm. coaches have to know their dead staff walking, right? Mm -hmm. The coaches know it. The players know it. It will be reflected on the field because they all know it. Don't believe me? Ask the Chargers. Rams, minus six and a half. That question. Falcons v. Carolina. <laughs> Somebody has to win that ass division, right? Yes. That ass division is up for grabs. Ask me. Not only does our dude, and you and I love Arthur Smith, love him. not only does he need to win this game against the hapless Panthers, mm-hmm. man, my man's got to cover. Has to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm sure owner Arthur Blanks does not care if they cover or not as long as they win, but I do for a number of reasons. What is the spread? What are you doing here? 
Going with the fail clowns and laying the three points here. And yes, love me some angry Arthur, but he doesn't want to lose this game. And either does Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's their starter Desmond's in 20. Desmond's playing better, man. you got to give this guy more credit than you do. I don't, man. I can't. I, I, I just can't give him that credit. I don't think he's going to be there in 2024. But if he can, uh, can't can beat the Panthers Sunday, I know it's he won't It's not his be fault there. they lost last week. He threw for over 300 yards. Yeah, he, he made a stupid play, though, at the end. But anyway, yeah, because you're so smart and you never say stupid things. Never. Let's not Ever. get personal about yeah. this head. I'm not. Just do the segment. Okay. Uh, biggest worry here: banged up offensive line. They need to uh, uh, get some guys back, and they might do that. And it's uh, something they would love to do is run the football, obviously. And everybody loves to run the football against the Panthers. And on defense, they won their first matchup by turning the Panthers over three times. They need to focus on stopping a Panthers run game that actually ran for a season high 204 yards last week against Dennis Allen. He's terrible too. Make Bryce beat you. The first God, I want to stick up for Dennis Allen, and I can't. He's just terrible. He's just freaking terrible. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Carmichael Jr. Can't stand him. Uh, Bryce, the first overall pick, uh, pick in the draft dude, has I, not I love thrown. the axes that you have to grind. I don't agree with all of them, but I love that you just oh, have dude, guys you just decide that, man, I love that guy so much. There's like four of them. Or, man, I hate that guy so much. There's like four million of them. It's like rage. A to F. It's like charming. Yeah. That's kind of what you're known for, Head. Uh, <laughs> at, least, at least you're open to changing your mind about these things. At least you admit you're wrong sometimes. At least you apologize for some of this. I do. Vance Joseph. Never. I apologize. Vance Never. Joseph. There's one for you. Yeah, uh, you Bryce. Him. By the way, you owe that kind of apology. I do. You and are I'll all over that. that, dude. He's incredible. He might even get a head coaching job. At, uh, Listen to you interview. now. He might even get a yeah. head coaching job. I wouldn't hire him. trying to run that guy's ass interview. out of the league yeah. like five Jeff minutes Fish. ago. I know. Well, he deserved it. He let 70 points get scored on his defense. But. All right, continue. Uh, Bryce, he hasn't thrown for over 200 yards since the down. end of October. Keep in mind the one game he didn't play this season, sensitive Andy Dalton threw for 361 yards. Where are you, Head? Alvin. Yeah, I mean, I'm... <laughs> I'm disappointed in him to, I mean, for the integrity of this game. There's a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of people that look up to him. And for him to make comments like that, I mean, that? he's just showing that, you know, that's acceptable to, to, to do that kind of stuff and say that kind of Thank stuff. Thank you, Alan. So, I mean, it's disappointing for one of the best players in this league to come out and say something like that. Um, so, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think JJ's a good player, but for him to be one of the best in this league and to show that integrity and to show that type of, you know, it shows what he's about, which is, which is disappointing. Thank you, Andy. Let's go again against How the lame was that, man. That, that, that was literally one of the lamest things ever. I'm not saying that Dalton's lame, but that was one of the lamest things ever. I think it's great. You that, just lost your locker room over there. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. Oh, that just shows what J.J. Watt's all about. What, what, like one of the best players ever, one of the best guys ever. One of the greatest players in the history of football. Okay, nice job, Andy. Um, let's Good go take, Andy. against the worst team in the NFL, ATS, the Carolina Panthers. They are covering 18% this season. I Fail clowns still in the same three. game. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I know. Fail clowns minus three. <laughs> it, this Fail is a clowns. big Arthur Smith house. And unlike you, dude, I'm, I'm trying to ride with Desmond Ritter. I, I think I'm not saying that this dude is the second coming. I'm, I'm saying he's showing some progress. I love Bijan Robinson. Love the him. Falcons losing to the Ass Panthers, though, in that Ass division with it on the line would be unfathomable to me. Yes. Not covering is even unfathomable to me. Falcons minus three nice. all damn day. Arthur, dude, you're smart as hell. Make me look smart. Get it. All right, head. This one is. Here's the one. 
Frisco v. Arizona. Holy crap. Here we are. Here the bleep we are. Here we are yet again. I made an enormous point of saying I have established a new gambling rule. After getting burned repeatedly, I will never lay double-digit points in an NFL game ever again. The number is too high. The league is too unpredictable. Never, ever again. It always bites me in the ass. So I established the rule. Etched it into stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure I didn't. I broke that same rule five minutes after establishing it and got my ass kicked again. And now we're looking at Frisco. Not only a 12-point favorite, but on the road against Arizona. The hell am I supposed to do with this one? The hell are you going to do with this one? What's up, Head? I'm going to lay the double-digit figure on the road, the 12, and go fam here. I'm going to do it. Shocker, I know. But uh, riding with the Shanahan family. San Francisco. Yeah, I know. Shocker. Uh, San Francisco, as we know, has the most explosive offense. What are you in getting, Dad, right for Christmas? Uh, Gouda, heyo. That's actually good. I gotta think about that. Blood pressure pills. Three. Yeah. Two. One. Hello. Uh, love San Francisco's offense, like we all do. Most explosive in football right now. Going up against a better offense with Call of Duty. See how those little rubber bands lately. on his little claws? I know, but I spend a lot of time in Maine too, so I see him all the time. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Arizona's offense is not very good. It's better, but it's not good. It's better, um, dude. It is better. They're 2-2 two and two since good. Kyler came back. He's the, he's the danger, and so is the run game. That's a concern. They've been able to run the football all season. They've averaged 4.3 yards per carry. I am dangerous. Um, James Conner can get hot as well. And San Francisco might be without their best interior lineman in Javon Hargrave. I love that guy. But John Gruden, I don't think it's enough. The Cards' defense is bad. They rank 30th in points. Uh, they give up the highest completion percentage in football, and they're facing big clock Brock, who has the highest completion percentage in football himself. I feel he feasts, and so does Run CMC. Something the tells clock. me Step Bro will be padding them Brother. stats for an MVP bid for both those guys. San Francisco minus 12. I sometimes feel like you don't give Brock the credit he deserves. Uh, I do a little bit. He's, he's good. He's just not the Burrow... Allen, um, Mahomes category that a lot of people want to play. Josh there. Allen. Jim. And I'm blind through Shanahan, but I wasn't blind about Terrell I, I'm Davis. I'm not being saying that he's Barry Mahomes Sanders. or Josh Allen, but man, stop with this. He's a system guy Josh and anybody Allen. can do this. That's not true. Oh, no, that's not true at all. I don't believe that at all. All I right. Think he's, so he's better than no, no, no. And them. Here's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to carry this over because I have a guest next segment. Okay. So I know you, you were hoping that your weekend would start right now. Ah! Stand by. Yeah, sorry, dude. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I want to give my pick on this game. I want you to. I want you to pick the other game that you don't want to pick, and we'll do that. But I will see you on the other side. Head. We 10-4. carried through. Porter Mosier is coming up next, so I can't let you float through the break. I got to get out right now. It's the big head, James Kelly. He was having a good segment, actually, for him. I knew he was inspired by his idol, Billy Walters. We're gonna talk OU basketball when we come back. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right, so welcome back. We started the conversation with Big Head James Kelly. I interrupted the conversation because I have somebody more important to talk to. If I can double back and finish that conversation, I will. By that I mean, we are joined right now by the head basketball coach at Oklahoma Doing a bang-up job there. He's in his third season. He was previously the head coach at Arkansas Little Rock. 
Illinois State, and of course, Loyola of Chicago, where he led the Ramblers to the Final Four in 2018. The Sooners are 9-0. and They're ranked 11th in this week's AP poll. They're going to take on the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay tomorrow. We are joined by their head coach, Porter Mosier. Porter, it is great to have you back on the show. How are things? Tim, good to be on, my friend. Good to hear from you. Porter, it is great to hear from you, and your team is playing great ball right now. You know, I guess I could say, Porter, that the team is one of the bigger surprises in the nation. I guess I could say that. But, of course, you know this group better than anybody else. Are you at all surprised by what the team has accomplished so far this year? I tell you, Jim, this summer, you know, we started really, you know, through the transfer portal, you got to come together, like, so early. And what I'm surprised is, is on how – um, selfless some of the guys are because in this day and age with the transfer portal with NIL, the circle of voices in kids ears that to get these guys to believe in what we're doing and play together, I think we're really playing together. We play hard. And uh, so I think that's been the biggest uh, joy of this transfer portal era that we were really, you know, intentional with the kind of guys we recruited that fit what we were trying to do. We were trying to get more athletic. We were trying to get longer and do things defensively like I was doing at Loyola. And uh, that's what this group has done is they, from the summer on, they've just been selfless coming together as a team. See, Porter, I, I don't want to be redundant. I think that is so important what you just said because I was going to say it seems to me that obviously the landscape is changing dramatically. You've got player movement. You've got the portal. But it seems to me also that if a coach is going to come in and put their stamp on a program, put their imprint on a program, establish a standard and a culture, these things take time, but it's hard to do with that turnover. So how do you do that as a staff? Clearly, you want to bring in a certain type of player that's going to buy in. But how have you done that? I think my first year, Jim, I got here and there was, there was two players on the roster. So I had to build a roster in the midst of trying to hire a staff, do all the things you do. And I thought we'd put together a roster. I thought we were right there. We were the lowest net team not to get in. And I just think now that we've, we've, we've retained three guys. I think retention is like a huge thing. nowadays. So we started two freshmen last year. We invested in them, Milo Suzan and Otega Uwe, and they stayed and they stayed. And, uh, we, they got better, and they're two of our better players, Sam Godwin. And then we filled in pieces in the portal, so I thought we were really intentional of building what fits you rather than just trying to get a roster together like it was, I think, right when I got the job. Porter Mosier joining us. I'm glad you brought up Uwe. He got all sorts of run for his game-winning putback in the final seconds of that win over USC. Like, this dude came out of the clouds to finish. How much does the team feed off of his athleticism and his ability to finish around the rim? So much. And they're seeing his improvement. Um, he's made a huge strides in every aspect of his game. And that's another great lesson because he was a freshman, an ESPN top 75 uh, recruit, and he didn't have the instant gratification. You know, he came in here and he wasn't playing a lot. And talking him through it, talking him through it, having him stick with it, because so many guys nowadays just throw the, red, the white flag and say, I'm transferring if I don't play. And he stuck with it, stuck with it. By the seventh, uh, seven games remaining, he earned a starting spot. And that fact right there, that he earned it, he fought, had a struggle, overcame it. I'm telling him for the rest of his life that's going to be a big factor. But then it carried over in the offseason. He stayed. He believed in the, what we are doing. And he just has made. And the rest of the guys, Jim, they, they see his improvement. He's getting his athleticism into the game. Some dudes are athletic. 
but they don't run the court hard, or they don't crash the glass hard, or they don't defend, they don't get their athleticism into the game. Otega, whose brother is a starting linebacker for the Ravens, super athletic, and he gets his athleticism into the game. Porter Mosier is joining us. You know, you mentioned that it's the first sign of adversity. Guys will often just wave the white flag and say, hey, peace out. I'm going to hit the portal. You know, it makes me think. I had a conversation, Porter, with Kelvin Sampson a few days back. And when you think about Kelvin, of course, he was at OU, too. When you think about Kelvin, he is the oldest of the old school. He is demanding. Like, he loves his guys. He cares about his guys. But he's going to push his guys, and he's he's going to hold them accountable. And to me, it seems like in this day and age, when guys can run to the portal, it is so unusual. How much respect do you have for somebody like Kelvin, who does coach them that hard, but loves them, but knows that, hey, they can go, but we have a standard here, and we will adhere to that standard? It's, it's so, I love Kelvin. Kelvin was at Oklahoma when I got into the profession at Texas A&M, and he holds them accountable. He loves them hard. He coaches them hard. He reminds me of uh, one of my mentors, Rick Majerus. You know, it's funny because the, the, the players that fought through and were tough love him, and he would do anything for them. And I just think that this day and age kids got to understand, man, accountability is a form of love. And guys like Coach Sampson, I mean, guys that I came up in the profession, you admire that so hard that, that they hold you accountable. But this day and age, you, you got to love them hard too. And uh, I just think you got to have that balance. And Coach Sampson's the best at it, man. He just, he's, he's a ball coach. And he just absolutely coaches them hard, loves them hard, and he's he's a great ball coach on top of that. I love that. Accountability is a form of love. Porter, you mentioned Rick Majerus. I've done this a long, long time. Rick used to come on this program back in the day a long, long time ago. And I, I think as time goes on, people tend to forget. You mentioned that he was one of your mentors. How would you describe Rick Majerus, and then what did he mean to you personally and professionally? You know, uh, personally and professionally, he was so good to my wife uh, and my my kids. Um, he's not what people thought, man. I'm, you know, when I went to work for him, everyone was like, man, Porter, you got to watch out, man. You're going to be working all hours of the night. And I'm like, I wasn't scared of the work. I was used to that. It was, you know, he was a guy that the attention to detail of teaching, he was a teacher first. He, my love of practice comes from him. He, he loved practice way more than games. He loved the teaching, the attention to detail. And he was a master at it and to sit in, sit in, um, you know, a ballroom or a, or a coach's war room and to see his mind turn about like, hey, how are we going to stop the other team? What are the three things we got to do to stop the opponent? Just to watch Rick talk through that process was such a huge impact on my life, just to, to see how his mind worked on stopping the other team and um, just a huge impact on my basketball world and my personal world. He was, he was gone way too early. I appreciate that. Porter Mosier joining me for a few more moments. I want to ask you about one more guy. We talked about Owe. What about his running mate, Javian McCollum? He's having a breakout season this year. It's his first year at OU. He transferred from Siena. How has he been able to make such a strong impact so quickly coming from a mid-major to your program? So, Jim, one of the things we set out in the portal is this, man. We needed speed and speed like we were we weren't athletic and like man we're, we're playing the best conference in the country we had the second hardest schedule we needed some speed but i also didn't want to give up shooting i, I love skilled guys i love to be able to, to to combine that and we set out to get him and i tell you those translate his speed and shooting translates whatever level and uh and that's and then his heart like he really wants to get better he practices hard every rep every practice he's He's skinny weight-wise, but he's a wiry strong. You know, so I always ask the question, Rick used to ask me that in recruiting, is he weak or is he 
he'll use another word besides soft. So he'll use a word I can't really say on the show. Right. <laughs> is, he, is he weak or is he uh, um, soft? And Javion, he's neither. He's just skinny. He's a wiry strong. He battles, but his speed has added a dynamic to our team. He, can, he has three levels scoring. He can get to the rim, mid-range, and three. But he's been a great addition uh, to what we're trying to do. Hey, Porter, you mentioned that you're in the toughest conference in America. That's not just a figure of speech. I mean, th- this to me is crazy. I understand that preseason polls mean nothing. I think that preseason coaches' polls mean a little more than the media polls because your peers should know. But you're ranked 11th nationally, but the preseason coaches' poll had you 12th. In the conference, in the conference. I know know that you know these things don't mean anything whatsoever, but it's the coaches, it's your peers. What was your reaction, and then what did you express to your team about that? I I didn't have a negative reaction uh, because it it is what it is. Like, there's so many good teams in the Big 12, and it's just just crazy. And um, I think the Big 12 did a great job in the portal. I mean, they're – and uh, it's so well coached. It's such a physical league. But you look how we're doing. I mean, last year we had like 26 quad one and two games. That's like crazy. Like every game on, I still have like 15 or 18 games against top 25 teams. It's, it's crazy of, of, of the gauntlet the Big 12 is. I mean, our new additions of BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati are all right there. And the two of them are in the top 10. And uh, then you got Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Iowa State. It doesn't stop. And I think, uh, you know, so it didn't really bother me. We just kind of talk amongst our, our own locker room like, man, we got to take care of what we're, we got to do. That's it. We can't worry about that stuff. We got to get better. And uh, that was kind of our approach. I got you. So one last thought. And what you're talking about is controlling the controllables. I get that. I understand that you got to be where your feet are. Look, I can throw you every cliche in the book, and then you can throw them back at me. But the fact of the matter is, you're going to head to the SEC. I'm curious how much buzz is already building. I know that this is a little farther down the road, but the Sooners football program schedule, or the football schedule got released, and there was a whole lot of buzz. How much buzz are you feeling even though it's not right here and now, but it's not that far off. Yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling the buzz with the basketball season because we're in it right now, but, uh, but there's a huge buzz I mean, with, with the football schedule just coming out and uh, what SEC football has done and what our program's doing. We're so excited about the direction of, of, of where we're going with Coach Venables and everything. And, but I tell you, Jim, there, it's, it is, it is an exciting. It, it's, you got to use the cliche. You got to focus where your feet are. But uh, especially with that schedule just getting released, you start looking at it, you're going, Alabama, Tennessee, it's, just, it's a gauntlet, uh, that SEC football schedule, as is basketball. But uh, I think you're seeing that more right now with, that, with football because it just got released. Porter, leave me with this thought. Your energy still is just off the charts. Your passion is off the charts. Your optimism, everything, all the right stuff, all the right stuff. Is it a mindset that you have created? Were you always like that? Because we're all chasing this, right? You don't want to be consumed by stress and pressure. You want to be at your very best every single day. What is your approach? You know what? I, I don't want to throw cliches or quotes, but we all got something that's kind of been a mantra for you. And I've been that way. I was blessed with two great parents. My mom was such a positive person. So I was blessed with that. But I, she always had that quote, like, it's how you think is how you feel. How you feel is how you act. And how you act defines you. And it starts with how you think. And it's like right now, it's so easy to bitch about all the negatives that are going on, with, especially with like what happened the last couple of days with the transfers and the NIL and the portal. But my mindset is I'm luckier in hell. I get to coach at the University of Oklahoma. I got great dudes. We get to coach this at a high level, get compensated 
highly for it. And it's just a mindset. And I just think that's where my energy's always come from, from my mom and my dad. And then that, that thought process of, man, it starts how you think. And uh, so blessed with that, that I had parents like that. I'm so glad you shared that, Porter. You are a dude. You are still a dude. You're one of the best dudes. I appreciate I you. I feel the it same is about so- you, Jim. I feel the same about you, my friend. Man, it's so great to get caught up, Porter. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Let's be sure we do it again before the end of the year. Sounds great, Jim. Happy holidays, my friend. You too. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Love him. Love him. You know, it's kind of funny. I said to James Kelly during the break, I'm like, I I know it's a little bit different, dude, but you won't take any offense that I'm going to talk to Porter instead of you and finishing the segment. And James Kelly said to me, you know what, dude, honestly, he's one of those guys that I got a man crush on. I'm like, I know. I know. So add... And we'll pick this up. James Kelly and I, we'll finish our thoughts. But Porter is one of the five people that James Kelly likes. And how do you not love him? Love the energy. And he's doing a great job. And if you follow these things closely, you knew he would. You knew he'd get to OU. You knew he'd do his thing. He'd get his players. He'd get his system in place. He'd have that energy. And they are 9-0 and and ranked 11th. And if anybody had a reason to say, Hey, man, tell me how my ass tastes. My own peers picked me 12th in my own conference, and we're 11th national. He's like, no. No, it's a really deep, tough conference that crushed in the portal. Love him. Great talk. All right, when we come back, I want to finish up with James Kelly because I'm making him pick a game that he wants nothing to do with. I'm talking Buffalo-Dallas. What do we do with that game? And then what do I do? I promised myself I would never, ever lay double-digit points. And I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. I have a rule. I have a gambling rule. It lasted five minutes. And then it bit me in the ass again. That's why the gambling gods got me. That's why they did not allow me to bet last night when I had the right pick. This gambling game's hard, dog. Time for a sports update. Here it is. All right, one last segment. I'm going to finish up with Big Head, get to Alvin's iconic week that was, and the ATP. The ATP brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I like this dude. I like this dude a lot. All right, so this dude is not only participating in the ATP, he has two ATPs. And what he does is he asks me a question, but then he answers it himself. By the way, we're still running in or rolling in Christmas cards on CBS Sports Network as I speak. There's 12 wood. All right, so this guy writes two ATPs. Number one, what is XR4TI? I sort of think it's your staff. My man, you're sort of correct. In fact, you're absolutely correct. This must be a new clone. I like it. I like the hustle. Number two, where did the term clones come from? I assume it's a term for your listeners. Correct again. And then he signed it Philly Rudd. That's how I know he's a newbie. He's self-glossed. My man, Philly Rudd, you can't do that. And I'll tell you why later on. I don't have time today, but good job. Good effort. I appreciate you, dude. 
I appreciate you. I did not disrespect you. I appreciate you. All right, so, Head, welcome back. Thank you, Jim. Uh, smartest guy in the room, back to me. Let's do it. Come again. You are going from the smartest guy in the room in Porter Mosier back to me. It's great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. how great is Porter, by the way? Great coach, what? great energy. The best IQ guy like Rick Majerus was. I loved Rick Majerus. Did you? I loved him. His 1998 NCAA tournament coaching job for Utah was one of the best in the history of the tournament. They Didn't lost they? to Kentucky. I know it. And I, Jeff Shepard back in the day, but I think he I believe I was career. at that game. And that, that he was a big jungle guy too, Rick Majerus. Yeah. All I right. Think I so that. Yep. let me interrupt and finish the thought really quickly. Mm-hmm. Arizona, actually two and two. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, since Kyler Murray came back, you know he's playing to prove that he's still the franchise guy moving forward. Mm hmm. And he's got something to play for. That said, it is the Niners and everybody else right now in the NFL. Most complete roster in the league. I know I'm preaching to the choir because I'm talking about your family. Mm -hmm. Second-ranked offense. Defense allowing the fewest points in the league. Mm -hmm. Big number. I said that I would never do it again. I'm doing it again. Frisco, minus 12. Love it. All right. Great, great matchup. Great, great matchup. Gnarly, gnarly game to pick. Bills hosting Dallas. Cowboys are red hot. If the Bills can handle them, they've got a shot at actually turning their entire season around Mm -hmm. and maybe making a run. What is the number? What are you doing with this? I've been all in on Blind Terry's Buffalo Bills making the Super Bowl for a few weeks now. They are now two-point favorites in what will be their toughest game left in the regular season. As we know, Dallas is hot as hell, winning five in a row. They are 4-1 and in their last five ATS. And on the season, pure pandemonium on the streets for Cowboys betters, too. They are an NFL best, 69% ATS. This game here, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. It's so funny, a year ago, Dak Prescott led the NFL with 15 interceptions and playing only 12 games this season, 28 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. And my guy, Josh Allen, as Hot Take Nation reminds us daily, leads the NFL in interceptions this season, of course. Uh, I'm going to say James Cook's going to have a big game and take some of that pressure off of Josh Allen. They're going to run this football. Sure, Josh Allen might throw it to the other team, but I think he balls the hell out. They take advantage of the weather, and it's the Mafia who ends up uh, smashing tables, covers Cowboys fans in feces, and are dancing in the street. Bills minus two points here. Dude, stop that. Nice try with that. Get out of here, Head. Get out of here. I'm not going to thank you for it. I'm not going to say good job. Dancing in the street. I know what you mean by that phrase. Get the hell out of here with that. Big head. Fat head. Hey, Alvin, how about you uh, run your week that was? You know what? What the hell? Welcome to the party, pals. What's going on? A very good Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. We are coming right down to it. So I'm looking in the back. I see Cindy. I don't see Jack Savage. Jesus Christ. Finally, it happened, Cowboy Nation. Your beloved Cowboys finally beat a good team. Then again, did they really? All of a sudden, now Philly looks broken. Clearly, the talent is not taking over. Walks to the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. Everybody that's in that locker room has been through in their lives. I'm not sure I've ever and seen such a miserable 10 and 3 team. 49 yard touchdown. Kelsey, the old University of Cincinnati quarterback. Number 19 offense. Who was it on? 
on Kadarius. What do you mean, who was that on? Who else would that have been on? He's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play. The refs did not cost you that game. Tony did. Temporarily lost his mind and thought that he played free safety for Buffalo. And that's why he was lined up halfway down the field. Oh, my goodness. Maybe what about the ref show? This is on Tony. Best players, you know, we got to control what we can control. And that's definitely something that Tony could have controlled in that situation. The real issue is Matt Nagy is stupid junior varsity play calling. Cody, are you still complaining about Matt Nagy? Do he not let that go? Touchdown! What a beautiful fake by Flacco! He's elite. This is why Kevin Stefanski could not wait it to name that dude the starter for the rest of the season. Picks up the playbook, downloads it, and comes out here to throw for 300 again. Hey! Sean Watson's out here downloading massage porn and throwing for zero. Hi, Jim. I want to be one of the first to wish you and the other people in your family and the big run behind the glass a safe, happy, healthy Christmas season. What? Keith Law, $700 million. When he hurt his elbow back in August, they said, you know, he's still going to get paid. He's probably worth it. Just having him on the roster is worth so much to a franchise. The Dodgers may end up making back all or most of his salary before he even plays a game. The Titans' offense is as gassy down there as the guy calling the game tonight in Orbeluski. Not good. They rank 30th in the red zone in offense. The biggest worry for Miami. Oh, I'm not even listening to you today, dude. Just do what you're doing. This is stunning. Oh. The Dolphins had not lost at home. How is that anything other than one of the most catastrophic choke jobs by anybody well, ever? That's like me after a gallon of almonds on this show. <laughs> Charles Robin. Perform! Will Brinson. You're in a blowout, and you're a 14-point favorite. That defense probably has some backups in there, and they're going against the backup quarterback on the other side who's just out there yolo-balling it. 32-yard catch and run. What a throw by DeVito. Even Brian Dable was bragging about the dude's big brass set. Go out there and rip that son of a bitch. Daniel Dimes bitch. went out there and ripped that son of a bitch. Pretty simple. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple. These are my difficult scenes. He was kind of, you know, my guardian angel on set there. Rashad White. I was arguing with a fan on the sideline. The fan said Leonard was going to go score on our defense, and I was like, it don't matter. And he point at Baker and I was like it don't matter watch you still gonna win historical franchise that is the Lakers they're really gonna fly that banner up there you hang one banner and one banner only and that's NBA title yeah well apparently not anymore apparently now we've moved on to the LeCow oh! standard get over it. I'm giving you a middle finger from your mother's bedroom something well played, Via. But when you did that, the Suns weren't even playing the Warriors. So why not wait? Why not hold that? Open an avenue to some of us clones to maybe email our thought about the jungle. I want the book to sell. Why would I include you? I don't want you anywhere near this book. Bill just picked up his third this dude's already tied his personal record for ejections with three in a season, and we're only 23 games in. Fact is, he's only played 15 uh, of those games. We need Draymond, but boys, he knows that, but boys. Draymond not crossing the line. Boys. What can be done? Boys. And the three of us are sitting around, and at one point, Mickey goes, I did all this stuff, and I don't remember half of it, but you little shits remember all of it. Practice, uh, melee, whatever. Ears? You don't need to puke all over the court to make things interesting in December. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. You just need some legit pettiness, <laughs> trolling, and beef. My beef is the Albion songless. Open the door, get on the floor. I'll be walking the dinosaur. Make up your mind. We're the only kooks on the block now with no lights on but lights up. Get it together, mother-in-law. Sometimes games like this happen. Look, I understand the Charger ownership does not break dudes off midseason. They've only done it once. Never mind. I knew this. It's so. This is hilarious. 
Years ago, the odds on parlays were a lot better. Today, it's almost created a monopoly. Don't forget me. Too dry. Zoster Shibwe's first NBA, official NBA point. There is no poodles and shit suits. And your palate is saying Sprite. But when you take a sip, it's water. Ready for Kansas City. And we need him. We need Draymond. I'm being dead serious. Recalcitrant. You got to give uh, Chubby Cheeks, Kellen Moore, some. The tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is no, done. done. Please listen carefully as our menu options have changed. Happy holidays to you. Appreciate I you. Feel the it same is about so- you, Jim. I feel the same about you, my friend. Good night now. I love that Porter Mosier love for me, and I love Alvy's entire bit. Alvy, can you play that song that guy did about you again? That was so funny. That was the best. Don't miss See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts with great deals on wiper blades, headlight bulbs, and more. They'll even install your new wiper blades free of charge. Get ready for shorter days and more nighttime driving. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Open the door, get on the floor. I'll be walking the dinosaur. Boom, boom. Legend, Alan. You are the best, dude. What a great way to end the week. My thanks to Billy Walters, Porter Mosier. The big head coming in. The XR4TI. Yes, that is the crew. Great job. Hey, do me a favor. Check out both podcasts that we pushed out midweek. Bob Costas, episode 230 or 293 of the Jim Rohn Podcast and a reinvention project pod that is going to drop in the next hour. So look for that. Next week is our last week of the year. Make sure you show up early. See you then. Have a great weekend. We're out.